Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, a quality hangout in podcast form with your simulated best friends, Josh and Dennis. Hey Dennis, how you doing this week? shit this is like that time that we were playing akari warriors on the nintendo entertainment system at like two in the morning and your character just stopped moving and you started snoring here's the problem with your version of that story and it makes it worse for me it wasn't two in the morning it was two in the afternoon yeah that's probably right i was a sleepy bear like i am today you're always a little sleepy I guess that's true. <laughs> I put a lot of effort into life. I think that's why. It's true. When you when you work hard, you sleep hard. But I that's and the, I the old adage. And I work so hard. You do. It's hard work to be that beautiful. Mm, look at this face. <sighs> I'm real tired today, Josh. I'm going to put in about 50% effort. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, great. You're going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting today. I'm, I'm going to have to carry this episode? Yeah, I think so. Cool. I think, but, you know, look, I have been really, you know, preparing you for this day. This is your special day. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna fly today. I'm going <laughs> to soar. I'm sorry? Don't, like, jump out of the window or anything. No, it's going to be like that Bette Midler song. Um, What Bette Midler song? Wind Beneath Wing. How's it go? You are wind beneath wing. We finally got to hear that. Fly far away. Bette Midler's. (laughs) Bette Midler's. So, wait a minute. In your version of the song, Bette Midler sings her own name in a plural? It's her song. Bette Midler's. She sings her own name. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's like... You know how Garth Brooks did that uh, that thing with... Uh, Chris Gaines. What's his nuts? Chris Gaines. That's like her alternate personality is Bette Midler's. This is... Th- th- it's funny that I said Chris Gaines because this really brings us back to last week and how we can only remember movies <laughs> and TV commercials, which I'm still not sure if that was a Mott's commercial, but then we were, I was talking to somebody yesterday and I was just like, oh... That's what happened. This and which is why I'm so tired is because I spent yesterday in New York City. Ooh, New York! You got it, and capital of the world. You got it. And uh, I was with Justin, who uh, does our art. <laughs> I'm having a real hard time today. He does it. He does. He makes the arts. So Justin and I spent the day in New York, and um, at some point he said New York City, and I immediately knew what he was talking about it's a <laughs> pace salsa commercial from like five to 15 years ago and uh you know and then we talked about how we didn't know anybody's names or phone numbers but we definitely remember the pace salsa commercial i don't even remember that one. Oh yeah they were like cowboys sitting around a fire and uh somebody tried to give them some salsa that was made in new york city but i guess pace is made in the desert and the one man he shot the other one. 
dead. It wasn't like... Because he had the salsa. It wasn't like that. It wasn't a violent commercial. Like you're imagining you it. sure? That would have been pretty cool though, right? I mean, yeah. That... New York City and he just fucking blows him away. Yeah, that was... Pr- and then the other guy's like, Big Joe, why'd you kill him for? I wonder if that was in like the edited version. Like they, they storyboarded that. That's what they say that, in the business. That was the one written by Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> uh, hey, Mr. McCarthy, uh, we'd like you to uh, workshop some uh, Pace salsa commercials for us. An evening salsa in the West. I got a couple ideas, but most of them end in death. <laughs> so how was New York, man? It was great. Have you been? I Yeah, once or twice. You simply must. It really is the cultural hub of our society. Yeah. We um, ate pizza. Ooh, classic. Uh-huh. And we ate donuts. Okay. And we ate... We just basically did a lot of eating. Yeah, that's what I like to do when I go places. And I bought a board game. Ooh. And then... Finally got Monopoly, huh? Dude, I'm going to buy so many houses... And live out a personal fantasy. Yes. Baltic. <laughs> no, I didn't get Monopoly. Asshead. And then we went to uh, a podcast. T- live podcast. <sighs> Why are you hitting that, that T so hard on podcast. that podcast? <laughs> um, even though I'm tired, I want to prove that I'm still a consummate professional. That's cool. I know you could do it. I believe in you. Thanks. You all right? <laughs> uh, Dennis and I both did the uh, the chocolate rain thing. We, we leaned rain. away from the mics to clear our throats. It works really well. Uh, when you do that, the mic doesn't pick up anything. No, it doesn't. That's how I'm going to breathe from now on. You should, man. You're, you're very breathy. Well, look at these lungs. Individual. Look at these lungs. Look at these lungs. No, no, look at them. Actually, look at them. They're big and healthy. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Aaron Nevels. <laughs> Why does it always come back to Aaron Nevels? I don't know, man. That That's a dude that we reference a lot. A lot. All the time. Like, I was too much. singing. And it's that song in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that line. That one is just jammed in our heads. We had. I was singing some version of that to Jamie the other night in the car. We had a a night where we were maybe driving to New York City and we kept singing that song over and over again, <laughs> but in various like not okay, like yeah, very like naughty like, lyrics. Yeah, very hypersexual versions. Josh and I are two hypersexual individuals. We're a couple of raunchy neosexuals. <laughs> I think hypersexuals <laughs> is uh, <laughs> hypersexual. It sounds a lot classier than raunchy, but I think neosexual sounds much better than both of them. That's like we're we're so horny that we are now a new level of. Sexual. I'd agree with that. We've graduated to 21st century sexual beings. Neosexual. What are we talking about? Talking about how tired I am. Yeah. Devolved. What's my excuse? 
I think your brain's tired of making sense. I did my old guy thing. I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast or not, but this often happens when I'm watching a movie past 10 at night or if I'm playing video games late. Uh, I will often have to pause and take like a, a 20 minute nap and then keep going. <laughs> what? What's so wrong with playing. you? I actually did that in the middle of the afternoon. I was watching a film and I had to pause to take it like a 15 minute nap to keep going. Uh, but last night I see I, I had the thing where I have things I need to do before I go to bed. Get up, brush my teeth, put, you know, put dishes away, whatever, you know, the assorted things, whatever mess I've made. Being a messy pig. Um, You're a messy boy. I'm a bit of a messy boy. But the, I, I have this conundrum where I get to the point where I'm too tired to do that stuff. But I feel like I'm guilty that I can't go to bed yet. Oh. So I'll just sleep on the couch for a while until I fill up my energy meter. You take a nap before bed so you could do the stuff you need to do before bed? Yeah. Okay, that's not that's weird. A little bit. I guess. You okay? I wake up kind of confused. Every day? Well, yeah. Like I'm I mean I maintain wakefulness confused. Like you're like you're a child and when you wake up you don't know where you are. Like how kids get really upset when they wake up in weird places. Yeah. Like like I mentioned on, on the Halloween Spectacular that time that I woke up and thought I had been kidnapped by gangsters. There you go. But that happens to me every day. Wait, every day you wake up and think you've been kidnapped by gangsters? Yes. Uh, What's up with that? I don't know. It's weird. And it's different styles of gangsters, too. Like, one day it's the Mafia, one day it's Yakuza. Uh, one time I thought that the villain from that one Steven Seagal movie, the Rastafarian dude. Dude, what? Screwface. What? What? What is happening right now? I don't know. I haven't eaten anything and I've only had a lot of coffee, so I feel kind of like, <laughs> woo! So maybe you need to start doing things when you wake up, too, like eating breakfast. Well, I usually don't eat food until the afternoon on Sundays because I eat like a monster on Saturdays. Mm. So I give myself a little time for it to, to pass through my system. You know, like the half a pizza that I ate last night, it's still working its way out. Hmm. How's that working? That's eh, all right. I don't think that works too well for the podcast, though. I think it's great. I already sang some songs. I was thinking I need to sing a little more on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's something I really need to bring. Yeah, I think a lot of other people were thinking that, too. I'm, I'm known for my golden pipes and my witty lyrical uh -huh. stylings. Yeah, so. we got an email from Freddie Doesn't Exist who said, God, I wish Josh would sing a lot more. Yeah, I think my thousands of songs about shit and piss are uh, very classic yeah, we we talked about when we were when we were trying to figure out what this podcast was about we talked about that it wouldn't be about that my my songs about shit yes, and piss yes i thought okay. i thought we agreed <laughs> thought we agreed what about the songs that i have about killing dads i'm sorry killing dads killing like and often their best friends you killing like fathers yeah 
you have songs about killing like real fathers or just fathers in general, like anybody that can father That's... a child. Lyrically, I have only a handful of staples, mm-hmm. I think, that I reach for I know. in my, my, my quiver. Mm-hmm. And over the past few years, dads have been a really big part in my songs. You know, I'll bite. Can you give us an example? Yesterday, I killed your dad. Tomorrow, I'll kill his best friend, too. Why does his best friend have to die as well? Because they're a package deal, you know? That's why we can never become fathers. You and I? Yeah. Why? Because if someone kills one of us, they have to kill the other one. (laughs) At least in the universe that I created with my song. Uh So in the universe of your mind, we can't become fathers. Not because either of us are sterile, but let's not talk about that. Not... (laughs) Because somebody... If somebody kills one of us, they're going to have to kill the other one as a package deal. Yeah. Because in the many worlds interpretation we discussed on the last episode, oh. uh, I've created a universe now where that happens. I think that's how that works. Just by thinking it? <laughs> I don't think that's how that theory works. I feel kind of crazy today. Yeah, just today. I, I, Josh, I think you should... I'm going to buy you a shirt that says, I feel crazy on days that end in a Y. Ooh. This- that could be part of our merchandise oh shit maybe we should ask the best friend maniacs out there if they would buy a t-shirt maybe we need to have a vote on the on the facebook page <laughs> vote on some t-shirt designs that sounds great thanks let's not let's not get too ahead of ourselves here though let's not talk anymore so for the next <laughs> <laughs> so for the next 30 minutes we're just gonna play some light rock <laughs> So I I woke up the other day from a from a dream and I always it always takes me like a couple hours to remember the dream cuz I'll like rack my brain and then I'll be in the middle of doing something totally unrelated and go, "Oh shit, yeah, that's what I what my dream was." And so the other day this happened. I had a very vivid dream and I was like, "That was a vivid dream." And I went throughout through the day and I was like, "Oh shit, now I remember what I dreamt of." And then I was like, "Oh my god, I'm the most boring person alive." I Remembered that my dream was mostly about parking. Okay. That's it. Finding a parking space. Driving around looking for a parking space. Actually parking. Well, that's a, a part of your, your daily existence, though, right? Uh-huh, but now I'm dreaming about it. Was it like a stressful dream? Well, I, I pulled into this street, and um, they were supposed to have like a chain link fence on one side of the street because they were doing construction. But somebody moved some of it so that it, you couldn't drive down the street because the chain link fence blocked the street, and I had to get out and move it back. Yeah, that is pretty boring. Yeah, I'm so. <laughs> oh my god, I'm. Pe- you know, people ask me what I've been up to, and I don't know how to answer them. Yeah, dreaming about parking. Dreaming about parking. I do a podcast that about three dozen people listen to. That's about and we're thankful for every everyone. Last oh one man, of them. dude, I fucking love the best friend. Yeah, I love those best friend maniacs. But I'd like more maniacs. I'd like to get up to uh, I don't know, ten thousand. Hey, someday, ten thousand maniacs. Oh, huh? Natalie Merchants. 
I'm glad it took you a second to get that joke. I've been working on it for weeks. Oh, I can tell. That, that's why it took me some time, because it's so, it's deep. Deep. It's got, very it's just got layers. Uh, layers. I went to a restaurant with my uh, partner lady. It's called Spice-C. So, I didn't really think about it, and then we went there like a month ago. Wait. Uh-huh. Hold up, hold up. Mm-hmm. C as in like the, the ocean? No, 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 the letter. Spice. Oh. Say the ocean again. Ocean. Okay. So, uh, the, no, the letter. Spice dash C. <laughs> uh, and then today she said it real quick. Uh, my, my, my lady friend said it real quick. And I said, uh, oh. And she's like, wait, did you not pick that up when we went there a month ago? And I was like, no. I just thought it was a weird name for a restaurant. <laughs> so not only am I boring, but I'm stupid, too. Like you thought maybe there was a spice A and a spice B somewhere. No, I'm not that stupid, but I'm pretty stupid. I don't think you're stupid. Thanks. But I don't know. All the time. <laughs> ah, zing. <laughs> you got me again. You always do. Last week you told... Checkmate. <laughs> Last week you you... Confirm that I was an asshole this week. You're confirming that I'm an idiot. I didn't say you're an asshole. You said I was assy. I didn't say you weren't an asshole, though. Great. No, I don't. I don't think you're an asshole. I think we established that you don't think that, but I don't agree with you. It's okay. That's okay. So I'm pretty boring. That's all I got. Yeah. And no, especially because right now. what's that? I'm pretty bored right now. <laughs> Especially because your dreams have always been like, oh, man, I had to rescue this lady from these zombies. And then this happened. It's like this fucking story. And I'm always like, yeah, I I dreamt like I dreamt about nothing for the most part. That's always you always have very you 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 didn't remember your dreams for a very long time, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I think part of it was because I wasn't really getting um, deep sleep because I had sleep apnea. There you go. So that's part of it. When you wake up 30 times an hour, literally, yeah. you don't really get enough time to dream. But now I dream a little bit because I, I got my my shit fixed. Yeah, well, maybe you just need to, to level up into better dreams. Uh, well, the parking dream happened a couple days ago. So how, how much farther can I go? You'll get there. Oh, I can't wait. I had a dream the other night that I was on the set of the, the television show The Lost Tapes which I don't know if, if you remember that or not. It aired on uh, Animal Planet maybe seven, eight years ago. You made me... It was... Uh, you made me watch an episode, and it was pretty terrible. And then I went to the Cryptozoological Museum in Portland, Maine, and they had some props from the television show. Ooh. So... I like it. Just to sum up, the Cryptozoology Museum in Maine has props from television shows about cryptozoology yeah and the lost tapes for those of you not familiar was a television show where it was found footage of simulated cryptozoological encounters our halloween spooktacular guest ryan and i watched it a lot and loved it even though it was awful god awful but anyway so i had this dream that i was on the set of them filming an episode even though the show has been canceled for several years and apparently someone that worked for them liked what i was doing so much there which apparently was just lingering around that they offered me thirty two hundred dollars 
to fly to Mexico to do office work for them for four days. <laughs> and I accepted. And then I got into the office and it was kind of boring. And then I think I eventually fought something with a sword. So specific. So specific. $3,200. No more. For four days of work. No more, no less. It's good money if you can get it, right? Might as well. Keep my fingers crossed that the lost tapes are coming back and want me to go work in their Mexican office. I think we need to talk about this HR department who's like, I see a lot of potential in you, kid. Lingering. <laughs> hey, weirdo. <laughs> you look like you could do some killer office work <laughs> at premium prices. Hey, kid who's actually an older adult. What's up? <laughs> uh. mm. So, I think... We have another volume of Mails Thank you. I wasn't sure how to do the intro to that. You do it so well. So, after our time travel episode about John Titor, we got an email from Kettner, who was on our spooktacular episode. And he was talking about something that kind of... I don't think it's going to blow your mind, because you read a lot about uh, these theories. Mm-hmm. Your uh, theories about paranormal activity and aliens and whatnot. But so he says, uh, so talking about the, the episode about the time travel, he said, maybe those humanoid godlike visitors weren't from a galaxy far, far away, but were just future men. You know, and that's a thing that I, I didn't touch on uh, with the John Titor stuff was that he was very active on these message boards for a while. And a lot of people asked him questions and he had answered. He answered almost everything people wrote to him. And one of the things someone asked about was UFOs. And he said he was still very interested in UFOs in 2036. They still hadn't figured out what UFOs were, but he thought that perhaps they were time travelers from the distant future, which was interesting. Even though there was uh, something pretty interesting that I also forgot to mention. He mentioned that I forget what year it was. It might've been, uh, 2500 none none of the time travelers in his time period could go past that point they would they would get there and just encounter nothingness but so does that mean the world ends in 2500 potentially (sighs) far fucking they haven't been able to figure out what it is yeah so that's what uh katner says there's a theory that uh The greys behind the many abduction stories are not aliens, but in fact human descendants from the far future. This blew my mind because I was like, I didn't even, whoops, I didn't even think about that, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds like such a great idea. Yeah. Or that's why, A, they look humanoid, but not human. Mm-hmm. B, they keep coming around because they're trying to be like, yo, what up? And C, they don't speak English because we have a different language in the future. Well, they're telepathic. That's what I'm saying. We're, That's common. There's a, there's a not language. Yeah. Or a, a different, let me rephrase, a different way of communicating. The, yeah, these are these are some ideas I, I've come across before. People speculating about what aliens could be. It just blew my mind. Yeah, man. Get ready. Get ready for what? You're going to flip your lid about more stuff as we progress. I can't wait. I'm very excited. The next time Josh's paranormal portal opens, I think you're going to be... Pleasantly surprised. What's going to be inside of it? Some weird shit that I found on the internet. What? (laughs) I think maybe the next episode I might talk about Stardust Ranch, which is my current obsession. Is that 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 legal prostitution place in Nevada? No. Whoops. 
this is uh, a place in Arizona that I think I, I'll get into it later, but I think in its past, it, it might have been a brothel at some point. But it's yeah, there's a dude who claims to have killed a lot of aliens with a sword. So so yeah. here's you killed things with the sword in your internship at Lost Tapes. So maybe that's where this is all coming from. Yeah, I don't think that was an internship, man. For that much money. That's true. I was a high profile employee. You got paid big uh, f- four days of work for thirty two hundred dollars alphabetizing cryptozoology files. Yeah, I'd I assume. Sign me up, man. Sometimes you just got to pay people to do the shit you don't want to do. Yeah. So speaking of paranormal stuff, I just wanted to make a clarification uh, about some of the statements that I made last week uh, about ghosts and ghouls. Um, I I referred to them exclusively uh, as male. I thought we were past this, Josh. But I just wanted to point out that ghouls and ghosts don't have to be male. They could be female. They could be non-binary, whatever. I was just, I I was thinking of some specific ghouls and ghosts. In particular. From your past? Yeah. Ghouls and ghosts I have known. By Josh. Yes. <laughs> I'd read that book. I'll write that book, man. Dude, get on it. Now I'm thinking about what that would be. <laughs> I want you to flesh out an idea of it and have chapter one for us by episode 12. Okay. And maybe I'll, I'll record the first chapter and we'll... Uh, Release it as a, a bonus episode for our Patreon supporters. A seven inch. A seven inch. Well, that yeah, you that would cost money to do. So let's 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 cool our jets here, buddy. A flexi disc. Flexi disc. I'll do a tight five on side B, and you do a reading on on side A. Ghouls and ghosts I have known. Yeah, I like it. Uh, speaking, uh, we're we're just killing. First, oh, before we move on, a lot of times, uh, a lot of the time. Josh and I will say dudes. I just want everybody to know that we mean dudes as a universal. Yes. Everybody. Yes. Everybody can be a dude. That actually started when we were in college where we thought we were being ironic by calling everybody dudes as if we were bros. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. And so we just kept saying it like uh, as a joke, and then it just caught on. It's stuck. Dude, what up, dude? It's I'm kind of into it. I'm into it. We can't remove it from our repertoire. It's hard. That and referring to groups of people as guys. Mm, I still, yeah, I st- that I try to stop doing. I haven't found a good replacement for that one yet. It's hard, especially when I was working in the service industry and like I would talk to groups of people. And do you, I mean, I don't know. Of course, we, we're not going to speak for other people. But do you think people are as concerned about that as we are? Sure. Of saying it? Sure. Hmm. I just wonder what people get used to and don't really pay attention to anymore. I mean, when you think about it, it is weird that you're uh, addressing a generic group of people of any gender as guys in the masculine sense, you know? Absolutely. I'm not, yeah, I'm not arguing that it's not weird. Yeah, I think it's good to question the shit that you've been raised with constantly and and wonder how it's affecting folks, like how it's taken stuff. That's a good habit to be in. I also don't want to tell people what they should and shouldn't be. Offended by. Not offended, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I want people to tell me. Well, you should do the work for it, too, though. Hmm, that's a good point. I, I, I'm just, I think you can't. Maybe I don't... I don't mean... Not to cut you off. I don't mean people... I don't want people to tell me what they're offended by. I want... I don't want to make things into a thing that it's not felt as a thing. Does that make sense? <laughs> I'm a little too sleepy to talk about this right now. <laughs> I don't... Maybe maybe we'll come back to this one later. We'll 
We'll, we'll, do you know what we'll, I'm saying? We'll, do you we'll know what I'm saying? A, stick a pin in that and come back to Stay, it. Let's do. Yeah, we should have an expert on to talk to us about it. <laughs> somebody who can actually speak English. Yeah, somebody who has eloquent words, or even just words that isn't just like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yo, know, so we will table this. But we're open for. Uh, 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 we, we like we're open to conversation about it. But you just mentioned something. Talk about having your chapter written by episode twelve. This is episode ten. Ten. We did it. I can't believe. I can't believe we made it ten years. I know, man. It's, Doing a podcast. It's our bronze anniversary. Is that right? I don't know. Is it? What's the ten year anniversary? For a marriage. Hold on. Hold on. I think the first is paper. Alright, so I just looked it up. And uh, we've approached the most boring anniversary. The 10th anniversary is the tin or aluminum anniversary. Ooh, aluminium. So I got you this softball bat. Softball bat. Okay. Thanks. What'd you get me? I got you this piece of extruded aluminum. Thanks. I could weld something to it. We get a lot of porosity in my welds, though. I don't. I don't know what's up with that. Huh? You know, a lot of porosity. Oh, sorry, I fell asleep again. What's uh, porosity? Uh, it's little holes. Uh, this is going to be a very boring discussion about what I do for a living that nobody really really wants to hear about. You're a dancer. A private dancer. Ooh, a dancer for money. A dancer for monies. Ah, I like that. I like that. So anyway, happy 10th uh, episode. We plan to do at least four more. So uh, let's keep this going, baby. And if you think about it, this is more than the 10th episode. We have two other episodes in the feed, our our zero episode and the Halloween Spooktacular. And then I'm not trying to. We I think we recorded four episodes prior that we just never we didn't like. Look, I'm not trying to confuse anybody. I'm talking about official Okay. Sanctified. I'm in Sanctified? That. Sanctified? Sanctimonious. Ossified episodes. Sanctimonious. Cantankerous. Funkified. Funkified. Septuagenarian. Livacious episodes. Pusillanimous. So what's been going on in Seattle? Oh, you know, some stuff. I went to a show the other night. Oh, what kind a of rock show? and roll concert? Oh, holy sh- look at you. <laughs> hey. What, did they bo- did they do both? They did, yeah, rock and roll. Nice. It's pretty dope. The the way that Seattle tends to work for me is that I won't go to a show for 9 months and then every band that I want to see comes within like a month period. So, I went to a show a few weeks ago. I went to this one. There were two other shows that I wanted to go to that I just didn't go to. I mean, that's what happens with me too. I just went to like three or four shows and hopefully i won't go to another one for six months yeah i just i i struggle anymore with them part of part of it is that the whole thing yeah i just i don't have the tolerance for things that i did when i was younger at shows uh part of it is that i tend to go to shows by myself a lot out here which i don't necessarily mind it's just not as fun of an experience being there by yourself because you don't really talk to anybody you just stand around you know it's more fun if you have a friend that you can go shit talk people you know, <laughs> right? I mean, even the live podcast thing we went to last night, we had to deal with. I had to deal with this drunk dude who I was, I was like totally convinced was going to f- like just fall into me. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm trying to watch a comedy thing here. Why do I got to pay attention to you? Like, 
And then his friend, like, sent him off, which I assume he went and, like, threw up and just slept in it. And then the friend proceeded to, like, in this, like, five-foot circle right in front of me. And the dude was, like, easily, like, I don't know, three to four feet taller than me, or it seemed like it. Dance around in this circle because he just couldn't stand still. And I was just like, I'm trying to watch this shit. Stop it. Wait, this was at the live podcast recording? <laughs> yes. Not dance, like... Not, was this like, like a stand-up thing? Like standing? He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's they only have like they only have like they sold like let's say like a thousand tickets and only had like what seemed like twenty five seats. Okay. You know, God forbid they put out like fucking ten more. But uh <laughs> And this was this was super ego for the, the people out yes. there curious. And the dude is just like moving like like da 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 moving back and forth like in this little area and I was just I was very angry. Yeah, it's. I think the realization that I came to several years back was just that I apparently want different things than most of the people that seem to go to shows. Yeah. I am there because, hey, I like this band. I would like to watch them perform the music live and listen to it and just deal with that. Whereas it's, you know, it's a social thing for other people. Some people are there to get completely shit-faced. Uh, other people are there to mosh. Mm-hmm. Which... I was thinking about this the other night at the show. Uh, I went to see Propagandi play, a longtime favorite band of Dennis and myself. I did. I did say on the music episode they were my favorite band. Yeah, and I felt kind of pushed into that, but whatever. It's fine, man. We can discuss it later. Yeah, this, <laughs> oh, we, oh, we will. This was my first time seeing them play in sixteen years, so I, I was pretty stoked on it. I was looking forward to it. Wow, fucking moshing, like dog, just stop. I have a question for you, though. Okay. And this is going to... Not not to blame the victim here, but why are you that close to the stage? Well, the, the way that this place was laid out was that it, there was a very narrow space in the front. It was like a long, mm. rectangular-shaped room. And you can either be down closer to the stage in the front, or you could be standing in the back in this, like, raised area. So there mm. weren't a lot of places. Like, I wanted to be close enough because I, I like to rock out when I'm when I'm enjoying a, a live that look like a live quick? concert performance, I'll like you know bang my head and stuff, oh, fist yeah, pump yeah. a little bit. But I stay in my space. I don't hit other people. I don't lean back onto anybody. So I like to do that. I like to sing along, uh, which isn't a fun thing to do if you're all the way in the back where the old people are. Mm, okay. Like if it's a band um, that I know I'm not gonna like lose my shit over, I will gladly stand in the back where people won't touch me. But you know, Propaganda okay. is a band. I I love their music i sing along you know there's a lot of songs i get really pumped about so i was like i want to be closer to the front but it's just like people moshing like why it's so stupid like oh yeah hey here's a song about how uh the singer watched his grandfather eventually fade away and die from alzheimer's disease and how also his cat died and he was really sad about it and how he had to come to terms with that grief and realize that the only real meaning you could find in life is love so I'm going to just go slam into people now about this song. It's so fucking mm. stupid. Like, I was trying to just watch the band play and have a good time, and these assholes are just slamming into each other and just doing the, like, I'm going to lean against the crowd thing. Like, just fucking stop. Well, A, you know, not... A, a you used to mosh mm-hmm. hard. Not hard. I don't know if that's no, true. I, I didn't don't know mosh if that's hard. I've seen you mosh. I don't know I, how I was more of a, a circle pit person. Ah, and then the uh, awkward B- teenage mosh, which is you just run around and bump into people. Right. 
B, not everybody's there for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. I am, of course, playing devil's advocate. In reality, I fucking hate everybody that goes to shows. <laughs> because why are you talking? Yeah. Why are you saying anything? Shut up. Why did you pay money to come out here and talk? <laughs> not to talk. To scream. Yeah. You're having a screaming conversation. And here's the thing that I always forget and I was reminded of, actually, by Justin when we were hanging out in New York. Sometimes people will just go to a show because it's happening. Yeah, it's an event. It's Like I said, it's a social thing for people. Like, they go to this thing to go be around, to be seen, to, you know. I don't understand that. If somebody can call in, I'll give them my cell phone number. If you can call in, I don't understand that. Like, you're just going to... Oh, hey, look, this place is having a show. Let's just walk, like, sight unseen, sound unheard, whatever. Like, you, you've never heard the band. You're just going to go watch them play? I mean, I can see doing that. I've done that before. Like, back in our, our younger days when I lived in Philly and, you know, like, we had friends that ran venues and stuff. I'd be like, hey, I'll go check out this band. But I wouldn't go and not pay attention to the bands, at least, you know? Right. I, I would go... If I was going to have a conversation with somebody, I would go out of the venue and talk to them or something, not, like, stand there. Try to scream over the band. Yeah. So stupid. But, it, so the one thing I was thinking about, and you, you did mention that in my younger days, I was moshing. I, we, we came of age in the 90s. Moshing was a, a thing then. It was, like, a cool thing. So, you know, you would go to... Says you. To, you, you were never much of a mosher. No. I, don't, I rarely like standing up, let alone moshing. But I was thinking about how my disdain for, for moshing at 40, 17-year-old Josh would be so bummed about that, I think. I think younger us would be so bummed about our lives right now. But I think that goes along with everybody. Yeah, that's true. I, I do think that 17-year-old me would be stoked about a lot of things about my life. Yeah. Like what? Uh, I play D&D. Mm. That's cool. That's what, that's what you're going with? <laughs> Number one. That's number one thing you're going with. Uh, I have a Misfits tattoo. Uh, you <laughs> That I got when I, I mean, was 18. <laughs> I was about to say, you just got that like the year after 17. Uh, trying to think of what else. I don't know. I'm pretty old and boring. I like cool this shit still. This is a good exercise, though. This is a good exercise. What would young you be stoked or upset about about old you? I can think a lot of... There, there's a lot of things that young me would probably be more stoked about i think there'd be more or i'm sorry there would be a lot more things that young me would be disappointed about i think than Mm. stoked on probably i bet most people would feel that way but i don't know because then 17 year old you looks at 40 year old you but doesn't get to see like well i guess they would know your memory so they'd be like oh you did a lot of cool shit in your 20s yeah i guess that's true and now you're a welder i think they'd be surprised yeah, I mean, I think 35-year-old Josh would be surprised that 40-year-old Josh is a welder. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think 17-year-old me would be surprised about what I do, without saying it. I'm a little surprised about that. I know. I think a lot of people are. You do a good job, though. Well, so they say. Running guns. Somebody's got to run them. They need to be delivered. Uh, so. But we were, Justin and I were also, uh, what's the opposite of lamenting? Reminiscing. Not not the opposite, but we were reminiscing about, like, things, without getting specific, just things we were involved in in our 20s, like, situations with people and friendships and whatnot, and just being like, it was interesting, if nothing else. This is true, yeah. There's, I, it, 
the, the interesting thing about being young is you could tolerate so much more. Yeah. And I, I think a part of that, you, you, you lose that tolerance, I think, just because you get to know yourself as you get older. Mm-hmm. And you say, you know, I don't like this. Why am I doing it? It's easier to say no to stuff. Yeah, I, I, I talk to younger people about that. I'm just like, you know, I hate to sound like a quitter, but oh man, when you're older and you just don't have those feelings of like fear of missing out or fear of like disappointing people or all, all this stuff and you just say no and you don't ever think about it again, the thing you said no to, oh, it's so nice. It's It's just, it was like, it was the best gift of like getting into my... Th- like mid to late 30s that i can give myself it's it's pretty great it's it's a thing you have to be careful with i think especially if you deal with depression and stuff is find a balance you know like definitely don't just say no to everything (laughs) because Mm -hmm. then you wind up living a really sad life where you aren't fucking doing anything and you're trapped in this endless loop of gray so it's important to to balance that. But I think overall, the things that I've said no to over the past few years, there's a handful of things. That I'm like, ah, I probably should have done that. But there's a lot of things that I said no to that I'm like, oh, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. I didn't need to go to yeah. that. Mm-mm. Like knowing that going to a show isn't going to be a fun experience for me. There have been a lot of executive decisions that I made are like, you know, I'm not going to go to that. It's not going to be mm-hmm. a good time. Like, I like that band, but the people there are going to be annoying I'm not in the right headspace to go and have a good time. So yeah, like I recently saw Dinosaur Junior, and I was I was excited because I'd missed them a couple times for various reasons. And then after I saw them, I was like, okay, I think I'm done. <laughs> I like them a lot, but it's also like it's hard for me to watch a band that just like does not connect with the audience at all. Mm-hmm. Like makes no effort to just comes out and quote unquote does their job. Not to say they're not passionate, amazing musicians. But, but it's, it's like, like when you, the experience isn't going to change, right? I feel like they've gotten to a point where, and look, you know, like in my in my early twenties, I, I I would call people sellouts and whatnot, and now I'm just like, yo, you get paid to make music, that's good for you. Yeah, that's. But cool. I feel like a band like that specifically is like they've gotten to a point where it's like, okay, if they want to do this as a living, they have to tour eight months out of the year, and that means like you just got to do it like a job. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I lo- I think Jay Masters is great, but I like to I like to watch somebody at least act like it's a little hard to play the guitar. Like even the guitar face makes it look a little hard, and he doesn't <laughs> even do that. He will not make a guitar face. He just like it's effortless, and that's not that just doesn't look fun to me. Looks like he's making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, I like to watch shredding. I like to watch somebody playing car- guitar, and it looks like each string when they bend it weighs like 10 to 20 pounds <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about that's my kind of look i'm just like oh fuck that looks hard do it it's yeah rocking it man <laughs> yeah but like i don't i don't need that i lost our th- i lost the thread yeah i got a hot take oh let's hear it you know what would make shows better uh seats Oh, yeah, that would. Okay. Band men. <laughs> For a second, I thought you said band men, and I'm like, I don't... I think there's a lot of guys in bands. Band men. No, just don't let dudes come to shows anymore. Well, now let's not confuse people. In this particular iteration, yeah. you mean men. Dudes, yeah. Man dudes. dudes. Men. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Male identifying well, individuals. 
A lot of turd bros. Yeah. It's like, that was just the thing. It was like, there were these dudes who look to be like my age, who probably don't go to shows that much anymore, who felt like, oh, I need to get it out now. There was one guy who just was standing near me and kept just leaning against people and shoving people. And he just had this like five foot circle of space open around him. Like, cool. Are you having a great time, buddy? Hmm. And that Go just sucks. That just sucks for people. Like I, I don't know. Like there are you know small people. There's it's not a welcoming thing to have at a thing. It, it was one of the really cool things about that show was that Reviver played beforehand. Who I'm old and completely out of touch, but that was my first time hearing them. And I was like, well, these guys are fucking great. And during their set, there were two guys doing like the pit thing, and one of the singers stopped and they said, "Hey, it kind of bums me out to look and see that there are." two guys out here just going nuts and taking up a lot of space. So if you don't want that, if you guys want to be having a good time yourselves, take that space back. And the next song, the dude started moshing hard again and some people grabbed him and pulled him off to the side and like, no, fucking stop. And he left. And that was amazing. <laughs> I, that, I was super, super into that. That was a thing for, you know, all my years of going to shows, I hadn't seen that happen a lot. So it was awesome to see that. And then afterwards, it just people were having a good time. Like that 12 foot diameter circle that was open because there were two jagoffs fucking running around, bumping into each other, like filled up with people who were stoked to see the band play and weren't being dickheads. And that was rad. You know, I, I wish that had happened for Propagandi, but band dudes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Propagandi cares if people mosh. No. Uh, once I saw Reviver and the singer said, if you don't stop moshing, I'm going to come down there and beat the shit out of you. And I found that to be a bit of a counterintuitive message, but I do <laughs> like that band. Yeah, I want to actually listen to the records now. Oh, yeah, their uh, first record is, uh, at the time, one of my favorites. Word. I don't... Good, t- good stuff. I'm so disconnected from punk at this point now that I don't think I listened to very many punk records that weren't made no. 10 years ago. Or yeah, earlier. No, I, I've always. Go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say Kettner, who was on here. Uh, I listened to his podcast, Adult Crash, and they occasionally have uh, music episodes where he and Lacey play stuff that they like. And I did actually get into some stuff. There's a band called Long Claw from Portland that I mm. heard on their show and really liked it, so I got their record. So, yeah, yeah, I can't tell you uh, any new music. I I. I've, I still get some new music, but it's usually not like punk. It's usually metal or other weird shit that I'm into. Yeah. Uh, I went to a metal house show for the first time in my life. Ooh. I mean, I guess we went to some punk shows that had metal bands, but this was like a a metal house show. Okay. And it was uh, a a new experience. How was that? That was good. I went to go see... I went there specifically to see Alms. Okay. Who is uh, my dear friend Jess's band? Okay. Um, we played in a band together. They're like uh, keyboard stonery. That's a really good way to. They're like keyboard metal. No, I don't know. Key- keyboard <laughs> stonery. Ha- yeah, they have a key. They play like like some like. It's a bit. It's not like stoner rock. It's a little bit of stoner rock, and they have like keyboards and. It's good. I like it. I tried to say it was a little swampy, but nobody understands what I'm saying when I say that. So I feel that. Maybe I should. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Swampy. It's got a little. It's got a little stank on it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I like a little stank. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means either. <laughs> anyway, they were good, but it was just weird to be at a house show A and then at a, a metal house show. Yeah, I don't think I've been to at an actual house show in a really long time. Yeah. One of the bands brought their own light show. 
That's cool. That's a market and professionalism. I wish, I wish they spent a little more time writing songs. Ooh. Sick burn. Now, hey. you texted me. I, I forgot to respond to this, but you texted me one of the really interesting things that happens now that, you know, as people that have been going to shows for 20-something years, we see people who look like other people that we know. Mm. Like, it, that's the thing I realized is that there's like maybe a hundred or so archetypes that people fall into. You're like, yeah, oh, that yeah, person yeah. is a... So-and-so. Yeah. So, yeah, you text yeah, me. I, I saw somebody who was like an alternate version of my uh, of my friend, uh, Lenora, and it was just like I had to do a double take. And then I saw another person who was an alternate version of another person that I would not really ever want to see again. And I didn't have to do a double take. I knew it wasn't that person, <laughs> but I was still just like, Ugh, it's too close. I'm not, I don't like it. Yeah, that... That happens to me a lot out here because I, you know, going to shows in a scene with like, you know, if I'd go to a show in Philly, I would see tons of people that I knew or or whatever. But out here, I go to a show and I don't really know that many people. You know, I know I'll occasionally see somebody that I've met since I was out here. But so it's like all fresh new people. So I'm I'm constantly at shows be like, oh, that guy looks like a Ned. Like (laughs) (laughs) once I was uh, in Amsterdam on vacation and I went to a show with the person we were staying with and there was a guy on stage and I said, Oh, that looks like a so-and-so. And And it turned out it was that person. And I forgot they were the band manager of the band that we were going to see. And (laughs) it was kind of funny. And it was funny to say, uh, Hey, what's up to somebody where you're like 4,000 miles away from where you both live. (laughs) That's pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. Punk's kind of a small world like that. Mm -hmm. Anything else? I think that's all I got this week. Yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah. Just so to what's the word I'm looking for? Sum up. To sum up. To recap. Uh, yeah, I think recap. In review. No. In review. In memoriam. <laughs> in memoriam. So yeah, just to sum it up, uh, I say ban dudes from shows, and they'll be way more chill. I say ban shows. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> it is pretty cool. You got some some good ideas. No, I mean, I mean, I think shows are fine, but I, I think, I think if we had chairs, it would just solve all these problems. Yeah. Sit the fuck down and shut up and watch the band, and then go home when you're done. Or maybe I should. Well, I, I mean, I'm already, I already do this. Just go to less shows. There you go. But I love live music. <laughs> hey, Dennis. What's up, Josh? I think that's all the time we have for this call. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friend Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friend Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.